Caleb Vanderberg is the worship director at Vertical Church Ovilla, but that's not what he's always done. That's right. So today we're going to talk about his journey from performance artist to worship director. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad you clicked on the video. If you would, go ahead and like this video and you can subscribe to our channel. We come out with podcasts every Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock. If you have any thoughts, please comment. Or if you want to share this with someone else, you should do that. Share it. And uh, let's hear more about Caleb Vandenberg's life. Yeah. So uh, we don't get to hear from Caleb a lot on the podcast, but we're probably going to make him more of a regular. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Come on, so, it'll be yeah. great. Uh, mostly everyone sees him and hears him on stage on Sunday mornings leading the worship here at Vertical Church, and they love all of that. Um, but Caleb doesn't always have the time to tell the backstory of uh, what happened before this. So today we're going to kind of do a deep dive, not kind of, but we are going to do a deep dive yeah, into Caleb's yeah. life because um, the journey from who he was to who he is, some might think it's not very far, but in reality, there's some vast differences between what he yeah. used to do and be and even who he is today. So mm-hmm. uh, we're excited to get to that point where he talks about what that transition has been like and some of the joys in that, some of the tension involved in that. So, um, of course, Truett is here with us as normally is. And as you'll find out today, uh, Truett and I have known Caleb for how many years? 16? 15, 16 Since years. 2007. It's 2023? 16 years. 16 years. And um, Truett knew him uh, as a seven. Truett was seven, seven when he met Caleb, and so you're, Truett knows him from the earlier version, as you'll yep. hear today. So um, that's time. That's enough time for me talking. Let's move <laughs> on to Caleb here. So let's let's go way back. Caleb, you grew up in a home that mm-hmm. was filled with music. It was a regular thing for your home. Yep. What were your earliest memories of that, and what was it like growing up in a home filled with music? Yeah, uh, my earliest memories. Um, it's kind of all a blur. Obviously, it's been you know such a long time mm. uh, has gone by since. But uh, probably my earliest memories would be uh, when we lived. I think it was in uh, Hutchins or Lancaster. Okay, we lived in a mobile home, and in the front room of of the house, uh, I kept my black junior drum set in there, mm. and um, I remember specifically, uh, I I had somehow gotten a bunch of these VeggieTales stickers and <laughs> I like covered this little junior kit with all these veggie, awesome. VeggieTales stickers. Wow. And, um, so, but that was, that was just kind of what I would, I would jam on, you know, yeah. uh, now, how old were you at this point? Oh gosh. Um, I couldn't tell you maybe five or six. Okay, good. Um, I sure want people to think you were yeah. 13. And no, no. Stickers <laughs> <in your. laughs> no, yeah. And so, but five or six playing drums, yeah. a yeah. set. Yeah. And there's videos of you at like two or three or something like that, playing drums, right? Or something crazy. I, I don't know. My parents may have some videos. Uh, I know there's definitely some photos out yeah. there um, that they've got somewhere stashed away, you know, wow. so. So music is played and you're playing <laughs> drums. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, some other just fond memories, just riding in the car, you know, in my parents' car, just blasting music, you know, just, right. it was just, yeah. that was just what we did. Like yeah. okay. every, almost every car ride, like it was just, Hey, let's turn on some music. And yeah. then, you know, and all four of us, you know, would be driving around and just singing at the top of our lungs. Just, okay. you know, it's, so it's, awesome. it's, this is your mom, dad, you and Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Just so everyone who's listening. And then um, another really good memory I have is uh, my brother and I, we would go over to our babysitter's house and um, her younger brother, we would go back into his room and he he also played drums and stuff Mm. like that. He was kind of musical and and we would uh, set up as we would find as many cables doesn't matter what they were, where they came from. We would find as many cables as we could and like run them just from this point of his bedroom to this other oh side boy. and like all, I mean, tons of cables everywhere. And we, we were pretending, you know, like that we were on stage and, you know, we were, we would pretend uh, to be DC talk. That was, okay. they, yeah. they were the big influence for us at that time. Right. And so they could have um, been extension cores. It could have been could've just been, wires. Yep, just just yeah. random wires, just all over the floor. <laughs> and, you know, we all took turns beating on a chair, you know, yeah. playing 
the drums and you know yeah, air guitar so awesome. and yeah. all that. You, I'm so. sure you've got long mullets or something here. Yeah. That <laughs> just about probably back in the day. I've, yeah, I don't know if we had mullets at that time, but uh, you know, again, I was probably six or okay. seven. So awesome. all right. And Ryan is the older. Maybe even younger, honestly. But yeah, Ryan's older. He's okay. 17 months older okay. than me. So All right. So now you mentioned in the car you're jamming. So I'm assuming yeah. this is not just you're not playing hymns and veggie tales. <laughs> no. What, no. You're, you're growing up as a child in what kind of music style? Yeah. What is the uh, music that's played in your From home? rock to, to heavy rock um, to even metal yeah. Okay. Uh, genre and the heavy metal. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. exactly like what you're saying. You don't yeah. headbang to like hymns and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, my my dad really was into, I think, more of a lot of the underground, uh, the just kind of under the scene type music. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. he wasn't into the pop culture or okay. any of that. He's he was, not listening to Michael Jackson or anything. No, no. I mean, he may have, I just don't, yeah. I don't really remember him turning that on, but it, I just know it was always, you know, it was always anything in the rock genre. Um, okay. so, yeah. okay. And it, it's, it's playing loud and proud, right? Yeah. Your windows are down, you're singing and yep. getting after it. Everybody. Yep. yep. All of us. Your mom's yep. throwing her hair around and going, <laughs> going after yeah, it too, I mean, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's, awesome. That's cool. So, um, so at this point, you're you're hearing all of that. You're mimicking that. You're playing mm-hmm. pretend drums and stuff, but you also learn to actually play. Right. What What is it that you learn to play? What does Ryan play? Yeah. So, like like we've said already, like I've just uh, the drumming has always just been my thing. Like mm. I've always that's always what I went to. It's what I grew up playing. Um, but uh, my brother, he he. You know, he starts out on drums just like I do, but later on, you know, by the time, uh, I mean, and we've got other interests and hobbies and stuff like that that we're really mm-hmm. into, you know, mm-hmm. leading up to this point, um, though, you know, he was into skateboarding and then, and then really got interested in playing guitar. So he picked up guitar like around age 13 and, uh, I mean, picked it up and just exploded in mm. his ability to play just wow. absolute just talent, just yeah. natural talent. Um, and picked it up, ran with it. And, uh, yeah, we, we would listen to all these, you know, groups and play their songs. Uh, again, it was, you know, a lot of rock music and stuff, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, bands like Striper. Uh, some of these, again, you probably won't recognize, but Guardian is one that stood out to me. Okay. Holy Soldier is one that really stands out to me. Another band called Deliverance, uh, a band called Tourniquet, Wow, uh, that's kind of the mm-hmm. Christian underground rock yeah. metal, heavy, and then stuff, yeah. and then you've got the other mm-hmm. side, um, the more secular side. You've got Dawkins, you've got Bon Jovi, you've got uh, Metallica, you've got Pantera. Wow, okay. um, so the that classes. was the genre. Yeah, know, that we. This is really, what you just grow up hearing. Yeah, it's just natural yep. in your home. Yep. Okay, so now how about your mom and dad? Are they playing any instruments, doing anything? Um, my mom not. No, she, she was just more of the the singer, you know. Okay. She was the um, one harmonizing all the time okay. and stuff like that. Um, my dad was more on. of the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was more of the um, he, he drumming was his thing growing up as well. So he instilled that in in us. Okay, um, and then knew a little bit of guitar and showed Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, hmm. kind of the very basics. And then that's when Ryan, you know, he. Took, we both took what we learned from him, and yeah. then just we just we just ran yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, That's and awesome. and you exploded as well. I mean, from when I knew you, it's always been incredible drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dad referred to you as the human metronome because <laughs> uh, he he, he yeah. said, you know, Caleb just doesn't get off of the rhythm or the tempo. He yeah. just stays on it. You can just it's count true. on no matter. You know, some people they start playing and they get excited and their tempo yeah. increases yeah. or decreases, whatever. But Caleb was just super consistent mm-hmm. yeah. so I, yeah. I remember him saying that That's years cool. ago so yeah. yeah so whenever i met you i was seven mm-hmm. and you were like 15 ish yep. and they had come over for dinner that's a different story and all this stuff mm-hmm. but at the time we knew of y'all as the these are the the rock guys you know because mm-hmm. y'all had a band and yep. how long did y'all have a band by that time? Because again, I'm seven, you're 15. Right. But y'all were kind of like, in a sense, an established an band. established, like, Had yeah. gone and done concerts and all this yep. kind of stuff. So I was 12 when 
when my brother and my cousin, if you know Josh Romano, mm. uh, that's my cousin, uh, he was he was into guitar before Ryan even was. Wow. And mm. so um, once Ryan picked it up and uh, my cousin Josh was actually, actually living with us at this time, um, we were like, hey, maybe we should start something. You yeah. Know? Mm. Just, it's just the classic thing. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So I'm 12 years old and, you know, we decide, yeah, let's... <laughs> having no clue what all this, yeah, know, sure. what all it really requires, <clears throat> but we're like, let's start thinking of some names, you know? And so, uh, some names that, uh, one of the first names we thought of was doxology. Nice. was one of Classic. the names for the, okay. for the there band name. And yeah. then, um, and then after you know, probably like a day, we were like, man, let's, you know, let's go Change with something it. else, you know? So we, mm -hmm. then we went to detox nice. and mm. then, uh, detoxology. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, we would, we would begin playing, um, just again, jamming in, uh, my parents' dining room. So we converted their dining room into the like band room. Yeah. Wow. It's basically our whole house pretty much became just a musical house. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they're not true. bothered by that. They're celebrating. No, they're they're, they're in like, full support. Yeah. Uh, my mom absolutely loves it is yeah. just in there right alongside us, just, yeah. Yeah. just listening and yeah. smiling, you know, of course yeah. my dad, you know, is, is doing all the same thing. Yeah. Walls are shaking. Yeah. Literally walls are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, the, at this time, this, we had bought a, a much nicer drum set and I remember setting up our drums in their dining room and at the bottom of, uh, I'm going to kind of nerd out here for just a second at the bottom of <laughs> these, this drums, uh, most drums, you have these legs that stick out of the bottom mm -hmm. of the bass drum mm -hmm. so that the kick drum doesn't slide forward every mm -hmm. time you push yep. down on mm -hmm. the on the, the pedal. So you can retract those spikes to where it's just the rubber feet uh, on the uh, feet, rubber feet on the floor to mm -hmm. prevent it from scooting. But then if you're on carpet, you can, you can get, the spikes get those back. Uh -huh. spikes back out and then again, it'll prevent it from sliding. Yeah. So... I, for whatever reason, had this idea. I'm going to set this blanket here because they had hardwood floors. Uh -huh. And so I'm going to grab this blanket because the rubber, it's it's still going to slide, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with the rubber on the hard floor. So I'm going to set these blankets here and then I'm going to stick those spikes out and oh, then right. set up my drum set on, the, on these blankets. Well, unfortunately, those spikes went all the way through those blankets <laughs> and just over time of playing and playing and playing, <laughs> eventually, you know, you remove... The drum set, yeah. you pick up those blankets and there's just like massive, just, just gouges into oh. the floor. So, but, um, but yeah, That's I mean, that, the whole house has turned into a, a musical house yeah. and, uh, you know, my cousin Ryan and I were all jamming in there and we're starting to kind of write our own, you know, songs, mm -hmm. try to at least. And you're like 12, how yeah, old is Ryan? 12. He's like 14 -ish. Ryan's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somewhere around that age. Um, Josh, 15, maybe 16 uh -huh. ish. Um, but our next door neighbor hears us well, just playing. I was wondering about the neighbors in 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 that room, and so one day he just comes over, and uh, I don't remember who answers the door, but anyways, he he comes in, watches us play and stuff like that, and uh, and then he says, "Hey, uh, I've been hearing you guys. I'm just letting you know, I I just booked you guys a gig, oh. <laughs> and it's in two weeks." <laughs> what? <laughs> And so we were just, just like, like on the floor. What? Yeah. You know, we're all freaking out about it. And uh, so he goes on his way and we're just like, we don't have a single song written yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. So we also don't even have a singer at this time. Wow. So, you know, we're trying to figure out what in the world we're going to do. And so uh, eventually my dad kind of, he enters into the picture and he's like, of course he knows what all is happening. And then um, he's like, we we all just agree. Hey, what my dad? You can yeah. sing. Yeah, you, know, you could sing for us. I was sing for us. And so he, you he know, can drive he's like, too because we can't. Sure, I'll be your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he he'll be the the for the longest time. And in, in his mind, I think was or at least starting out was I'll be the you know temporary yeah, <laughs> you know for, yeah. for now yeah. uh, until they get past puberty. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, change. Yeah. yeah, and so. You know, we we write I think like four or five songs within two weeks, um, nice. and we go we do our first gig ever at the Texas Theater in Waxahachie, oh, Waxahachie, wow. Texas Theater. Wow! 
Um, that was our first done. gig. And I think I had, by this point, I had just turned 13 wow. or something like that. So, so um, do you have a name yet at this point? Uh, at this point, we're we're still under Detox. Oh, okay. Wow. So, right. um, so that's what we do that that yeah. show under that name, and then uh, yeah, people think you're coming off of drugs or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 this thirteen year old <laughs> yeah. Yeah. back in yeah. like what two thousand five, I guess. Yeah, six. Yeah, two thousand actually. Four. This would be 2004. Okay. Like, so. All right. Um, 2005 could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, ever since then, uh, we just, we start playing just anywhere we can, everywhere, anybody who will book us, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we start playing at bars. We start playing at churches, community events. Yeah. Uh, different clubs. Again, just anyone who would, who would yeah. have us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was a crazy experience yeah for sure so, so you'll, yeah i was gonna say so you officially land on a name that yeah because by the time we met you we knew this band with this different name and so yeah how did you get so to by the time we all connect we're under a different name called shatter me that yeah. my dad he had this idea you know uh how to how can we represent a life of surrender you know to jesus um and communicate that you know through what we do what we play you know and so that was the name that we agreed on That's awesome so, nice. yeah. so cool yeah it was the idea of coming to the end of me shatter right. me so that i can mm-hmm. serve christ right yeah yeah, yeah. awesome love yeah. that and so again you said you started when you're like 12 13 ish and y'all like toured and all that kind of stuff you went you went all yeah. sorts of places in the band like right. went to oklahoma where else did y'all go what did y'all like what did that look like so uh, a lot of the places we traveled were you know, all over Texas, um, and then the surrounding states, um, you know, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we played in Missouri, possibly New Mexico. I can't remember. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the surrounding states and, um, you know, some, some bands that we got to share the stage with, again, we're kind of, we're in the Christian industry, you know, right. um, scene. So, you know, we get to share the stage with POD at this massive, wow. like, Man. country rodeo <laughs> festival thing. It was, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, but they were the headliners for that. Uh, played a few shows with disciple, uh, nice. played a couple with red and in, in yep. the Dallas area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a run like a two week run with the cypher down. And, wow. and then, um, and then outside of all that, you know, just again, anywhere, any place that would have us, we'd drive yeah. out of state yeah. and, you know, go yeah. play. So. Did you get to meet like KJ52 or something like that? Well, oh, we did play, we <laughs> we did play a show with him. Yeah. Uh, so cool. As well, yeah. <laughs> and so, just so by his frame of reference, describe what a show of Shatter Me looks like because yeah. I don't know everybody has a context for yeah. what that well, is. Everyone has yeah. their own idea of what a rock concert, yeah, Christian right. rock concert. Yeah, or, so, or, yeah, Christian rock. That's yeah. little, but what does that, what does that look like for, for everybody who's listening? So, at a rock show, it is the goal for the artists is you're trying to put on the most memorable, fun, energetic concert that yeah. that you, people will ever see. Like right. that's always the goal, you know, for people to walk away and just be like, that was the craziest, most yeah. intense, yeah. like my neck is sore after, yeah. you know, headbanging yeah, and, yeah. you know, so just hard. going crazy, you yeah. know. Yeah. Cause you're um, not doing ballads and people aren't crying necessarily. <laughs> no, how slow and emotional no. the songs I mean, are. It's, uh, it's more like, it really <laughs> is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the intense, like anger vibe, you yes. know, uh-huh. in yes. a sense. And there's um, a lot of movement on stage. I mean, you're, you're headbanging, yeah. you're just plowing away on the drums, yeah. yep. sweating like crazy, yeah. yep. jumping. I mean, doing guitar, like in our, guitar in our later years as, doing? as Shatter Me, like, uh, Ryan's doing guitar flips where he's flipping yeah. the guitar, like around his back and catching it back, you know, and, and uh-huh. then, coming up. right back in on beat and yeah. Yeah. jumping you know, off those speakers yeah. onto the stage yeah. all that stuff yeah. and, and what's crazy you can find some of this on YouTube actually it's kind of scary we just yeah. lost all but our viewers can. right yeah. now <laughs> literally click away come back to the video but um, yeah I mean the uh, the environment in, in this type of setting is it's very intense and but it's also like something I really respect about my dad was, was the, the level of excellence, um, that he really 
called us to. Right. And, and like, you know, my, my dad is, is, and, and I, I would want the same thing even for my children. Like whatever you want to do, yep. do your very best at it. Sure. You know, whatever that looks like. Yep. Yep. Um, but my dad, and again, I, and I, I really, I love the fact that he instilled this in us, um, th- that he called us to that. And in some settings, I remember some practices where it was, we would do like a 45 minute set, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you average five minutes per song, you yeah. know, that's yeah. nine, nine, yeah. Songs. nine yeah. songs. Could yeah. yeah. It could be nine songs, you know, just give and take whatever that show is asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember doing practices and we would be, you know, we'd be like maybe on the last song of the set. Mm. And, and, and the, the thing that we all agreed on during that practice was, okay, we want to be so good at what we're doing and so tight in what we're doing that if any of us make one mistake on, on our instrument, on our vocal note, we started the whole set over oh. from song one. So, I mean, we did it like, we, we did it, I mean, it was dress rehearsal every time. Like, after wow. after we would uh, write a song and we we figured out how the song was going to go yeah. and, you know, we practiced it and everything, once that song would enter into our our set list, you know, from, from once you start set list practice, it's it's perfect all the way through and, yeah, and yeah. you better not mess up. Right. You know? yeah. right. And so, you know, that's just, that's what we grew up in. You mm-hmm. know, that was a part of the, um, that was just a part of what we did. That right. That's what we modeled ourselves after because all the other bands and, and the, the musical influences we looked up to, mm-hmm. that's what we're going yeah. for. Yeah, you know, sure. that's what we're, that's what we're up against, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a, with a musical, um, in the musical industry, you know, yep. you have to be within the top 10% if you really want to make yeah. this, right. m- make it and do it as a living. Yeah. And so, and that's your aspiration at the time. It's like, okay, yeah. oh, we're, we're playing with these, these bands. Yep. We're getting seen by folks. We got to yeah. be on our game because yep. our goal is to be like them, exactly. just to move up, yep. get more invites, yeah, get more concerts, yep. do recordings, yeah. sell merch, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yep. That's where you're headed right. with all of this. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, as Truett said, we, we meet Ryan and Caleb and their family um, 2007 mm-hmm. in this, this period. And it's when we are... We've started a church in Waxahachie, mm-hmm. and uh, Heather and I are going to be the youth group leaders as well as you know, pastor and wife mm-hmm. of the church. So we open our home. Our kids are teens; the older ones are at this so point. Seven, yeah, true, it's seven. So um, this is where something new begins for Ryan yeah. and, and Caleb. Uh, talk about what's new at this point as, mm-hmm. as we start a youth group. So we entered the scene. Late 2007, uh, I think it was, it might've been around September or October or something. And uh, I'm 15 by this time. And, you know, after connecting with you guys, uh, Ryan and I, we start attending the youth group. Mm -hmm. And what began there was uh, this, kind of this draw to, what what is worship music? You know what yeah. I mean. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, another side story that I think is really interesting is my dad also used to lead worship, mm. uh, and I would play drums for him mm. at these other churches that wow. he would lead at. Okay, and so it was like we grew up a little bit in that as well. But you know, by this time, the the style's a little different. You know, yeah. Um, even the, the, the kind of worship that mm-hmm. we do at more of a Baptist mm-hmm. sounding, uh, mm-hmm. church, you know, mm-hmm. b- more, more in belief, you know, right. where the other churches are, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, l- a little more assemblies or, you know, right. there's a difference in, in the way you carry out your worship services, mm-hmm. you know, yep. in, in different settings. So, um, and, in this setting, it's, uh, there's just something different about it. So, you know, we, we start attending the church on Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and, uh, the worship leader at that time, 
uh, we get connected with him and now he's starting to ask Ryan and I to, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, come help us lead worship and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, that kind of sets, a, sets, uh, the stage for, um, the, it starts pulling on, on our hearts and in this other way, like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and the songs that we're doing, you know, on a Sunday morning, it's like, this is speaking to me a little bit differently, you know, yeah. Yeah. than maybe this, the worship music that, that my dad would lead, you know? Right. And so, but you know, we start attending the youth and as some other people are phasing out who did some of the worship, right. Uh, Ryan and I are phasing in and, I, th- I think we just kind of saw the need there, you yeah, know, there, um, was, there was a need. And so we were like, you know what, we can do this, mm-hmm. you know? So we, we just started leading worship at the youth group every Wednesday night. And, uh, I think that really began to plant a seed within me at least, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, I mean, at that point I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, of what all this moment was going to lead to. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. So at that time it's Ryan playing an acoustic mm-hmm. and you're, you've got, what are you playing at this time? Hmm. Just a little hand, hand drum. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> one of the first times I remember is uh, I, w- I just had one of my snare drums on my lap or on a wow. pillow or something. Yeah. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> I had one of my, uh, a brush, um, if you're familiar stick. with a yeah. percussion, you yeah. know, it's, it's a, a little, it's a type of stick. Mm-hmm. Um, they got little uh, springy, metal pieces mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end. Um, it just gives it a nice little soft sound. And uh, so I had that in my right hand and, uh, and I would, I would play it, you know, <laughs> certain beat with my left hand. And, uh, yeah. but uh, after, after doing that a few times, then I, you know, moved over to like a, a djembe, you yeah. know, so. And that's all new for y'all. Uh, it's yeah. new for us. Yep. And uh, it was, it was, it was new and it was fresh back yeah, in the day. It, it was. was a lot. Yeah. Y'all were still learning. Uh, we mm-hmm. were too, but you know, we've got, starting to get 15, 20 young people in our living room. And mm-hmm. it, it makes for great, a great mm-hmm. time. Just real yep. honest, real playing. Students are learning songs. Mm-hmm. We're all singing together. It's, it's really a powerful time, but very different, you know, sitting in a living room. Compared with, to what we're used to. With one little drum yep. and one guitar versus yep. being up on stage. Loud and loud, aggressive, kind of angry. Like you were saying, the goal Mm. at a concert was we're going to get the most crowd participation absolutely as possible (laughs) and make this the most memorable time possible. Right. Right. We want people to walk away in in a concert rock concert setting walking away saying man that band was awesome yeah <laughs> those know, guys yeah. that's what it, <laughs> that's what it's about it. yeah. yeah and yeah. now yeah. i to want go to buy into, some merch exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and now to go into a living room setting where it's like i'm playing a snare on a pillow with my hand in a brush and <laughs> yeah. and ryan my brother's playing an acoustic guitar yeah quietly <clears throat> relatively yeah. you know yeah. in a living room and no yeah. one said and now shout out yeah, yeah, exactly right. yeah, yeah it's 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 like all right now we're gonna pray and then we're gonna have some worship. <laughs> so it's like exactly and then the mindset still i'm sure there's now a shift of like okay this doesn't seem like i need to have the same mindset here whenever i'm playing as shatter me as i do here yeah. whenever i'm in the living room it's totally different definitely vibe. different yeah and it's a mindset. different presentation it's a different heart behind it yeah all of that stuff so absolutely i can yeah. imagine that's like yeah yeah you know it's different a lot stirring in there yeah so whenever you are transitioning into all of this stuff mm-hmm. here and at the youth and in the church mm-hmm. and all this what is going on with shatter me at the time then because are y'all still like yeah. concerts every weekend or yeah at shatter me still very active like we're still writing we're we're actually very heavy in the process of recording mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. Um, and like self-recording or is it like going mm-hmm. to, yeah. Uh, well, we did a lot of self-recording leading up to this particular time. Um, and by this time we're, we're starting to work with, uh, decipher down actually. Um, mm-hmm. they started taking us under their wing and wow. they started, you know, showcasing us a little bit here and there just to the industry. And, you know, um, we, we really started, uh, getting uh, we, we were about to start getting really connected to labels label wow. executives i mean all the stuff all, the just music all, industry. The, all the things it's about to yeah break wide open right right is yeah. what we're thinking right yep. yeah so yeah we're still going strong um still performing regularly um and uh 
you know, throughout this period, we have, you know, some band member changes and stuff like that. Um, so we're, we're still, we're trying to figure out all that as well, but you know, things are still going strong. Um, but then there, there's a, a huge just shift in, uh, in the, the way things end up carrying on. Mm. And, uh, I mean, just almost, it, it, it took me definitely by surprise, uh, just the abrupt complete crash that mm. shatter me came came to it was just wow. a, things are things are going like looking you know, up things are time. going you know it's like okay man this is this actually looks like the things yeah. are about to happen here this sucker we've been doing since i was 12 years old yeah and yeah I'd, here I am. i've spent you know and you're like how old at this time i've spent seven or eight years putting wow. all my eggs yeah. in this yeah. into into this dream of mine yeah. you know yeah. and i mean to the point of i I don't know if you want to say dropout, but I leave public school. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. going to Red Oak schools and after 10th grade, I, I'm, that was fun. And, and my parents are in support again, you yeah. know, they're yeah. very supportive and, and they believe, you know, in what we're doing. Um, but you know, I leave and I, I finish out in homeschooling, you know, so mm-hmm. that I can fully devote your time this, and, you, know? and yeah. you can go and tour throughout yep. the week, all this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And so, but 2011 comes around and it's just, it's crazy how I, I can't even remember uh, necessarily in detail, but it just all comes to a crashing halt. And, um, and I'm, I'm completely, I don't know so much about Ryan, but I know for me, it was, it was heartbreaking. It was devastating mm, wow. for me. And uh, again, because that's what I'm putting even my own worth in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and sure. my identity in. Yeah. That's so, your future. It's yep. your, it's the vision for your life. Yep. Yeah. So that starts to fall apart mm-hmm. and it actually does. Yeah. It completely stops. Yep. So there's a lot that happens in these years. Of course, you're still a part of the church. The, yep. You're leading worship more mm-hmm. in, in the youth group and, and involved with the church actually at the same time. Yep. Then we move forward a couple of years to 2015. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's an event that happens mm-hmm. then that really begins to increase the change, I yeah. guess. And and well, I'll stop talking. Again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about what happens at that time in the midst of all this tension and and wondering. Okay, now what yeah. about my life? Where am I headed? All of yeah. that. What happens? Man. Just real quick before we come from 2011 2015, are you still in the music scene? Between yeah, the, so uh, Shatter Me ends. Uh, my brother and I, again, music is, it's what we do. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all we know, yeah, you sure. know. So we decide to just, we're just going to move on. Um, you can make a great living and still in the, the cover scene, you know, yep. doing a bunch mm-hmm. of cover gigs. People are booking cover bands all the time, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. Um Restaurants, parties. Restaurants, yeah, yep. yep. I mean, corporate events, you know, it, it's that there's just as much of a um, a desire for, uh, at least at that level, POD level, you know, yep. red level. Um, there's the same amount of desire, but in in that other scene, you know, the cover yep. scene. And mm-hmm. uh, and on, and honestly, you're more likely to, to make a better living um, <laughs> right off the bat establishing establishing yourself as a cover band yeah, versus yeah. A, an original artist yeah because if you no one knows you're not if no no one knows your songs no one cares you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. so but if you're doing songs that everybody knows then, yeah yeah everybody then they love you cool. yeah yeah um so that that's kind of the scene that we step into mm-hmm. um so ryan and i step into that for you know we're doing that for like two two years, maybe three years, um, mm-hmm. yeah. something something along those lines. Yeah. You gave up a lot of Friday and Saturday nights to do all of that. Yes. We had a lot of Mexican food watching you do that. <laughs> yeah. <in restaurants>. Yes. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, at this time, you know, Encounter is uh, Saturday nights. Yeah. You know, the church and, we were leading mm-hmm. at the time. And, you know, uh, I'm kind of one of the main drummers by this time, yeah. but all that, you know, now, yep. now I'm having to make a living <laughs> doing this, money. you yeah. know, so we're out doing Ooh. gigs late, late into the night, early morning, getting back mm-hmm. home, you know? And, uh, so that's what we step into. Um, but to get back to Brian's question, yeah. um, 
at some point towards the end of, of, you know, these two, two and a half years or so. And, you know, during, during these two and a half years, I'm, you know, I'm searching, I'm searching Mm -hmm. for, for my purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what, what, what has God really called me to do, you know, Mm -hmm. because the cover scene, I hate it. Yeah. I I absolutely (laughs) despised it. Like if (laughs) we were doing a, we were doing one gig and, uh, during one of our breaks, we took, you know, a couple breaks during a three or four hour, you know, gig. And, uh, <laughs> some person, random person, uh, comes up to, I can't remember if he, if he wrote it down on a napkin or something and handed it to Ryan or if he actually came up to, to Ryan. But whichever way he said it, the, what he communicated was, Man, you guys sound great, but if your dad gum drummer would stop watching the TV and focusing on the sport that's up uh. there, you know, and you know, actually look like he's enjoying what he's doing, sure. you know. So basically, you know, with comments like that, it's like, yeah. well, yeah, man, I I don't enjoy what I'm doing, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just here to you know get a paycheck, yeah, you know? yeah. exactly, yeah. And uh, you know, and people people who are in that, you you really have to be in that scene. And if you want to last, you have to enjoy it, yeah. you know? And yeah. so what I'm, what I'm fighting is, uh, just un, complete unfulfillment. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like doing it. I don't like the songs we're doing. Yep. The, some of the songs, honestly, can, can even be inappropriate yeah, in some doing, ways. You're doing secular covers at this yeah, point to yeah, fit I mean, whatever the audience exactly, is. Exactly. That's what, what they people know. want, you yeah. know? And so after, you know, a couple of years of doing that, uh, Ryan and I, we're still writing, yeah. you know? Uh, we even started our own band uh, titled She Dances. Okay. And we, you know, we continued to write and record. And, you know, this was a little bit of a different genre. This was more of the pop side of things, mm-hmm. uh, which by this time we had acquired a, a taste and a like for it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we start down that path. And, you know, but again, two, two and a half years into that, for me, it was just like, I, I just, I don't like doing this. Like, yeah. I, I don't want this. I want to, I remember telling Ryan, I, I really want to start pursuing maybe more worship-based, you know, let's start writing more worship-based, Yeah. you know, Christian yeah. songs. Yeah. And so. I love all this because here God gives you a talent. Mm. You have an initial vision where you're headed. Right. It starts off in that direction. It falls apart. An inward dissatisfaction starts growing in you. Yeah. There's got to be something else. The talent is there. The desire is there. But there's a dissatisfaction with where you are. And then they're starting to awaken something new. Yes. So yes. I love all of that setup. That is a, mm-hmm. that is a, such a consistent pattern with how God works yeah, in absolutely. our life. Yep. He gives us this desire, dream, passion, gifting, talent, skills, we try to pursue it in our own way, yep. <laughs> and do our own thing. Yep. That comes to an end, and then the the real hole develops. Yep. But it's yeah. there that usually answers come when we yes. see the Lord. So yes. now let's continue the story because <laughs> right. something does happen in the midst of this gaping moment of mm-hmm. dissatisfaction, longing for something more, knowing I've got this talent. What happens? Yeah. So in 2015... This is maybe, this is early 2015. This is uh, March or April. Uh, Actually, it may have been late 2014 that Brianna tells me. So, okay. So at this point, I've communicated to Ryan Mm -hmm. what's kind of been on my heart. You know, hey, worship music. I feel like I need to be leading some people into a a different atmosphere, you know? And, um, so, and then I, I voiced this to Brianna. We're, we're dating, just dating at this time. And she says, she says, Hey, uh, I came across this, uh, worship conference and I'm just like, okay. So she sends me this link to this worship conference and it's out in Atlanta. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So that means I'm buying a, I'm buying yep. a conference ticket. I'm mm-hmm. buying a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I already am not making, you know, the yeah. <laughs> greatest amount of income, you know? Um, so, but she tells me about it and, you know, I just, I look into it and I was like, okay, this, this looks really awesome. 
And so I end up flying out there to it and I'm could not have been uh, a more better conference, I think, mm. for me in that moment um, because it was at Passion City, mm. which is where Chris Tomlin at that time is the head worship leader well, at mm-hmm, this time. Mm-hmm. And he's training up other worship leaders, mm. Christian Stanfield. Uh, wow. At this time, Christy Knuckles is there. Wow. Uh, Matt Redman is still heavily involved. You know, all these, all these just great worship leaders that we know of. And so I get there and it's, it's the first night of the conference. Uh, Christian Stanfield and his team, they open up with, you know, powerful worship service. And then um, I can't remember who it was that spoke after that. I think it was Louis Giglio. And so he speaks for a little bit and then he says, you know, um, hey, y'all stick around uh, or go out into the lobby or whatever, you know, um, and here in just a few minutes, Chris Tomlin's going to come out and, you know, going to lead us in an evening night of worship, you know. Wow. So I'm like, okay, heck yeah, let's, you know, this is, yeah. I'm already like, man, I feel at home already, yeah. you know, in this type of environment. And so, you know, we, we go out of the room, we come back in when it's time and, you know, Chris Tomlin just leads, you know, a good 30, 45 minute, you know, set of, of worship songs. And one of the last ones, probably my all time favorite Chris Tomlin song right now, um, still to this day is Love Rain Red. And mm. so that song, and, and the reason why it has such an impact on me is because uh, that was a song that I feel like the Lord clearly spoke to me and gave me clear direction. And it was during the chorus, one of the choruses of that song that uh, I just, I really felt like, Okay, I can I can seriously give my life to Jesus and mm. and 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 His calling that He has on mm-hmm. me. And wow. so, you're already a believer then, at this point. Yeah, but yeah. This is a new level is, of surrender. Yes, okay. absolutely. And so, I'm I've never been very expressive during worship. I've I don't I couldn't even tell you if I've ever lifted my hands during a worship mm-hmm. service or any. And of you're that. probably listening with a musician's ear where you're. Watching all the instruments, yep. watching the performance, watching yep. the lights, watching the- coming coming from a you know a performance based performance mm-hmm. driven you know there's a it, it's easy even still to this day it's easy to to get stuck in listening mode how are they doing this how are they they doing that so right. um, but at this moment you know I'm I'm moved past all that you know mm-hmm. um, and for the first time uh, I just felt like okay at the cross at the cross. I surrender my life. I'm in awe of you. You know, wow. the words of that song. Yeah. I'm in awe of you where your love ran red and my sin washed white. I owe all to you. I owe all to you, Jesus. And so when he sang that chorus, I just felt this like pull on my heart. Like I need to lift my hands and surrender and in worship to the mm. Lord right now, because if I don't, <clears throat> wow, I think I'm going to fall over right here that yeah. my heart's going to stop, that it's going to explode. Because it, again, if I don't do this, I feel like I'm going to die right here. Yeah. And so, mm. and so in that release of, of just lifting my hands up and, and singing that with all that's in me with, with, with full belief. And, yeah. Um, I believe that that was the moment God was calling me, Hey, this, what you're experiencing right now, mm-hmm. like the, the way you feel my presence right now, is what I want you to lead people into. Wow. wow. And so, so I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I get what you're calling me to. And in that moment, I I just remember in my mind just saying, yes, yes, God, wow. let's do it. Let's do wow. it. So all the tension, all the wondering, all the confusion, it all yeah. kind of dissolves in that moment and yeah. it, there's a sense of clarity like, like this is what i'm supposed to do right yes absolutely yep. wow so yep. good. that's powerful in that moment so this is early 2015 ish right in there so i'm sure mm-hmm. at this point like most people once god shows you something like that you start thinking okay well how's this supposed to happen how in the world because everything i know 
is recording industry, performance artist. Yeah. How do I get into that realm mm. of being a worship leader? How, yeah. how does that come to pass? Yep. And I know you're praying at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brianna, our daughter, is as well. Yep. And we all are kind of aware what's going on. Mm. So as is common with, with the way God works, he doesn't work just in isolation with one person. He works right. kind of in a concert. Yes, In absolutely. concert with others. Yep. And so at the same time that's happening, um, we have just begun Vertical Church Ovilla at this yep. point. Mm-hmm. And there came a need for a worship director. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I remember the day that came available yeah. and uh, that opportunity arose and I made a phone call to Caleb. Yep. Uh, you remember that day? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were yeah. on your way to softball, vertical softball game. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, I know that comes for you uh, as yep. an answer to prayer because yep. like, okay, well, here's, here's the way mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. now do what God called me to do. Yep. And just, Side note here, that is often the way it happens. Yep. God will put the desire and the dream in yep. your heart, and then as you surrender to him, then he opens the door. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's not the other way around. Right. It starts with that. So so that happens. You come here, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, this is a completely different world because yeah. now you're not yeah. playing the drums. You're not the guy behind the scenes at the back where someone else is leading. You're the guy up front. You're the right. guy leading, and it's not just you. Now there's a band and there's singers. Yeah. This is all, though you're familiar with right. the setup, now you're the guy up front. How how are you able to make that transition from yeah. behind the scenes to front of scenes, from being the support piece to being the lead piece? Right. I mean, like we say all the time, nobody steps into greatness. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. nobody steps into success. Mm-hmm. Uh Without working but for we it. we <laughs> yeah we stumble a lot yeah. on the way in that process yeah. and, and into that success and mm-hmm. you know and I like to think that we've never like arrived you know there's right. always there should always be this sure future uh place to grow into you yep. know um but yeah my my experience from uh, my past in music you know has prepared me for this mm-hmm. um the i think the shift that i've had to make is you know leading leading a team leading other musicians being the the guy up front you know um again i've had to learn to step out of my shell yep. a whole lot more yep. than uh because you're comfortable being the quiet one in the room right you're comfortable right like everybody else if everybody else has the louder voice there's no need to you know what i mean there's no there's there's just no need for more <laughs> that's Caleb's philosophy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except when it comes to worship now so yeah. go yes. ahead go ahead um but you know um i don't i don't have this like grand answer for that other yeah. than um you know, I, it's just something I've had to grow into, yeah. you know. But um, God gives you the ability to do this. Absolutely. Everything, yeah. everything you've done in the past prepared you for that moment. Yes. So you can stand in the front and say, I know exactly what the drums ought to be doing right now. Yep. I know exactly yep. what the guitars ought to be doing right now. Right. I know what the vocals ought to sound like. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sure there's probably some aha moments in all of that. Like, yeah. oh, my word. I. I see it, God. I see yes, what you did yeah. here. Like how, how you've used my past, yeah. you know, and, and brought it full circle. And, yeah. All yeah, the rehearsals absolutely. in the living room, all that my dad, you know, encouraged us to do, all yep. the times we stood in front of others, all the times that I yep. practiced, yep. all the things that I learned about all drum in, and guitars and vocals, everything. All in preparation for this. Yeah. Yep. So, leading worship and performing performance artist has a lot of similarities. You're still standing in front of people. Mm-hmm. You're still playing some music, but at the same time, they're very different. Yeah, you you're not performing now to gain applause and sell some merch. Right. You're 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 leading people to worship God. Mm-hmm. This is different. Um, this is not about the performance of a show, as you right. mentioned earlier. Uh, this is about the sincerity of your own heart, the mm-hmm. sincerity of all the other hearts on stage and helping people get to the place of meeting with God in the room. Yep. You're not writing the songs now to gain money. Uh, right. you're, you're leading worship 
to gain the hearts of the people for the heart of God. Yes. This is mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So this um, this is a change. Mm-hmm. What has that change been like for you? Yeah. This is kind of the big question here. How do you make this shift from performance artist over to worship leader? What yeah. has that been like? So for me, it has been the most freeing thing. Hmm. Um, just to know that none of this is about me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and being, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's just God's perfect plan, you know, being my personality, I guess mm-hmm. is, um, you know, naturally the behind the scenes guy, the, right. the, the supporting role, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, who generally will not intentionally place themselves in the spotlight, right. you know, and yeah. um, so, and I guess because that's kind of more of my natural uh, mindset, um, it, it's, it's just been freeing to know like he's grown me to be and given me the strength and, mm-hmm. and courage and, and confidence to mm-hmm. step into that role, the, yep. the lead up front. Yep. Um, and, and that's what I've had to grow into, mm. you know, but it, but it's given me peace and even freedom in my heart to know that this is no longer about me. You yep. know, this is oh, about so good. God and his people meeting with him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and collectively and, and standing in agreement with each other, you know, singing his praises, uh, declaring his truth to him mm-hmm. around around ourselves, over our own mind and heart mm-hmm. and over those around us, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I think I think that was one, one thing, again, was a, a seed planting back in youth mm-hmm. was it was just this night and day contrast of, okay, these, the, these live rock shows, you know, it's about us. And then you step into a setting like that and you're just like, I, I just, I can't tell you what it was and what it even is now, but it's just, it's almost like this, you know, uh, you've got a congregation singing and usually they're facing a platform, right. you know, but you've got a platform also facing a congregation, just like mm-hmm. in a regular show. Mm-hmm. But instead of the, the call, um, for the the people on the platform in a performance setting right you know you're you're not singing for like you're saying the applause of of the people but it's like okay hey y'all don't watch me on stage but Mm -hmm. uh, but i'm also not receiving what you're singing or what why you're clapping or any of that like i'm not receiving that for my own glory like we're literally doing all of this to to adjust our focus upwards you know yeah so So, so, in a sense the audience has changed it's yes. not the people in the room. Absolutely. It, it's it's God Himself. Yes, yeah. and, absolutely. And directing good. people to Him. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. That's so, good. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm sure in that there's been challenges. You know, oh, yeah. uh, I'm sure there's there's the tension and the war because when you've when you walked in a pattern for so long, yeah, you know, you you tend to kind of default to the pattern. Right. What what has been some of the challenges you faced in this process? Yeah, without a doubt, the biggest challenge that I've face every day um in in this setting is remembering what the difference is between perfection and excellence Mm. because excellence is not achieving perfection where and again in my past perfection is is the goal Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh it is you know and sure if if mistakes were made you know the the goal was hopefully no one noticed it. Right. But in, in this setting, it, it's about bringing our very best to the Lord in, yeah. in a, in a heart of surrender, a heart of worship. Um, but so knowing the difference between that, but also finding the balance of getting others to realize that same thing mm-hmm. to, to get others to realize, look, I'm not looking for you to be the perfect musician, to be the perfect vocalist. Right. But I do want to help push you to the point where you're bringing your very best and yep. in, mm-hmm. in, in excellence. Yeah. And so that's, that's the biggest challenge um, yeah. that I, that I face. Yeah. Because now as worship leader, you're wanting the people on stage like yourself to have, <clears throat> if there's a place of excellence, 
yes, it is in our skill, sure. singer, instrument, but it's an excellent spirit. Yes. That really, I mean, that's what you want. You want sincere, humble, passionate yes. hearts involved. And that's the greater goal. I mean, because, mm-hmm. again, if you're a performing artist, you could have terrible day. You could be involved in some terrible things, yep. yeah. but you get on stage and you flip into performance character. mode. Yep. And mm-hmm. and then, you're, you're yeah, you are that character that Correct. you want people to see. Yeah. And yep. you, you perform and you pretend to mm-hmm. that level. But in a worship setting, uh, I mean, Jesus is the one who said, those that worship me will, will worship me in spirit and in truth. So real worship has to come not just in the proclamation of truth or the performance, but mm-hmm. in the spirit right. of, mm-hmm. again, humility, yes. and passion, yeah. and desire. And, so good. and that's that's yep. that's become one of your strengths, I think, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in yourself and in the, the people that are with you on the stage yes. and, and what, it's, what it's creating in the room mm-hmm. as well, a, a genuine, a sincere spirit yeah. Yeah. to worship the Lord. And there, there's power in that. There's greater power in that than um, the most – highly skilled musician. Right. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I've seen, I've seen both. I've seen yep. highly skilled musicians on stage without excellent spirit yes. you know, or, or yes. righteous spirit or humble spirit. And that has an impact on the room. Yep. But you, yeah. you reverse it as well. I've also been in some settings. This is not true for Caleb where mm. a person's spirit has been right, but their playing has been, Sloppy. Yeah, floppy, <laughs> mediocre at best. God still use it. But sure. you get into the place when you've got humble oh. spirit and you've got well Excellent. craft, yes. well crafted craft. Yes. Woo. Yes. You you, you eliminate all the barriers in that mm-hmm. moment and God moves. And that's what I see happening here at Burkle and, through you. And you know, again, we're not where we are as a worship ministry, uh, just all of a sudden. Like yep. When I first came on staff here, like that—that that is something I've I have, and still have to work through every every time is, you know, getting to this this place where because before, again, I'm coming in from this other setting, yeah. So, in a sense, that's kind of how I'm I'm driving the ship, you yeah, know. Yeah, is sure. is uh, I'm I'm looking to replicate the exact MP3 that I'm sending <laughs> out, you know, yeah. and and then when that isn't achieved. I walk away frustrated. I, mm. you know, well, there, 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 you know, was this was a terrible day. Yeah. It yeah. didn't sound just like that where, so something else I've, I've, I've had to learn is, uh, in which I think is actually way better is instead of replicating, then contribute. Mm. But where, where can we find contribution mm. compared to replication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. that's, that's just been a, a really big thing. That's good. Yeah. And going all in on, Again, now the goal is not to just sell merch and records right. and, and get some applause, but <clears throat> to see people's hearts truly changed, yes. to experience the glory of God in a, yep. in a moment. Um, and you can't do that without being in tune with the Spirit of God right. and be led by the Spirit of God. Yep. So uh, I know there's been challenges along the way, but I'm sure there are some new joys now. And you've talked a little oh, bit yeah. about this. What are yeah. What would you say have or are some of the greatest joys about what you do now? What do you love most about it? Um, I kind of hit on, you know, being in a, in a worship service environment, just the, the joys of being able to lay aside uh, my own personal benefits out of this mm-hmm. um, own self glory, you know, mm-hmm. glorification, mm-hmm. being able to just set all that aside and, and be like, I, I am actually, so thankful this isn't about me because mm-hmm. if it was, uh, <laughs> I think everybody would see see through it, you know. <laughs> well, and there's increased and, pressure and stress. Yeah, and yeah. Young, and and if people saw, and, you know, again, you know, the only perfect person to ever walk the earth is Jesus. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's none of us on on yeah. the platform. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to so to feel like you have to measure up to that before stepping on stage, like, dude. <laughs> You, you've already stepped up and, and lost. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you've got this mindset of, you know, if you're stepping up and stepping up on the platform with that mindset, you've already, um, you've already destroyed the the heart behind why you're doing it and yep. or the 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 goal, you know. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, just uniting the congregation mm-hmm. um, 
and and to to see to be in awe mm-hmm. um, of of Jesus and, and His love for us. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> one thing I, I've I've really began to grow, uh, find a, a joy and a love for is uh, is, is just training others up, like mm. finding yeah. finding what someone's strengths and, and weaknesses are mm-hmm. and helping them come alive in those strengths and help them just increase those, those weak areas. Like mm-hmm. just, just, you know, trying to take someone and, and, and just coach them up and be like, this is what I see in you. You mm-hmm. know, this is what you're good at, you know? So lean into that, lean into yeah. your strengths. And then, you know, behind the scenes, let's work on those other areas, you yeah. know? Um, and then uh, the other thing I, I love is um, I love the attention to detail mm. <laughs> that that we put into our service planning. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, not for perfection, but because out of out of excellence, Excellent. but also because we want to give our very best. Yeah, you know? exactly. And with intentionality, yep. uh, our services are are planned mm-hmm. uh, intentionally. I had someone this past week say, "Hey." It sure seems like y'all are putting together songs that fit with the message. Is that what's happening? Mm. I said, that is exactly what's happening. <laughs> I appreciate you noticing because yeah. there's a lot of time and prayer and discussion yeah. and sensitivity yeah. that goes into song selection, yeah. lighting, right. uh, transitions, yeah. speaking, yeah. all designed toward mm-hmm. helping people experience the glory of God. Yes. So, yeah, it's but, not just three years of coincidence that we're putting, <laughs> putting songs together that matter. No, right. no. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I love that. I love the fact that what now you're getting to experience the fulfillment of everything that God mm-hmm. had put in your heart originally. Yes, and, and, it, and it's happening. And mm-hmm. I love that you said, you know, even the greater fulfillment is, is giving myself a way to help someone else yes. experience that. You know, yep. to find another musician, yep. uh, another singer, uh, find their gift to have mm-hmm. uh, to train up. You're working with other teenagers exactly. now who yeah. were where you were in yep. the youth group back in yep. that day. And they're True. learning to do that. You're, you know, teaching a new generation. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the essence of discipleship. Yes. You know, you're giving yourself oh, away. Absolutely. You're replicating yourself. You're pouring yourself out for others. So I love all of that because what that is is another word that is important to you. I know is the mm. word overflow. Mm. Because out of the yeah. filling of what God has done in you, it's overflowing mm. in, into other people, and we see yeah. that obviously in your life. Yep. So. He's got a song on Spotify called Overflow. Yeah, you there you go. Check it out. Good. Good. Dream it. Yep, yep. Okay, so you went through this journey of um, looking for God's will for your life. Mm. Um, thought it was one thing. Um, went through some time of just realizing it's not. Yeah. Uh, was some uncertainty, some darkness. I have the very same pattern in my life. Mm. Truett has the very same pattern mm-hmm. in his life, yeah. I would think. Every believer does. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to the person who is looking still? They say, mm-hmm. ah, man, I thought this was the direction of my life. And they're somewhere in that journey. They're either at that part or they're at the part where it has fallen apart or they're in the day of waiting. What yeah. What do you say to them in that moment? I would say rest in the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. Don't try to rush through it okay. quickly. Um, but recognize, like learn to know that he's, he's equipping you. He's Mm -hmm. training you up for something, Mm -hmm. uh, for the next season that he has for you. Um, something that's bigger than you, Mm. uh, that's for your good, but Mm -hmm. for his glory. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's just, that's been the biggest thing. Uh, I think that I've learned is it's just, I'm just going to rest here. I'm not going to I'm not going to be complacent. I'm not going to yep. I'm not just going to sit still and just wait for, you know, things to happen. Right. I think it's important for us to remember as well we have to seek, we have to knock, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. We have to try to knock on doors. Um yep. and you made the decision to go to Atlanta for a conference. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and I made the I you know, I started looking into other avenues of hey, are there any churches hiring, you know, yeah, hiring sure. worship leaders and sure. you know, I started down that path and um just, just be obedient where you are, um, but learn to to live in it with peace and knowing that He's equipping you for something. So good, it's good. And, and all reminds me of uh, a couple of verses that are important to me and to anybody in that process. And I just I've seen it happen over and over and over again. God holds true to His word. Mm. Proverbs three five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, 
this is my insert here, even when you don't know what's going on. Mm. Yep. And lean not on your own understanding, parentheses, trying to always feel like you got to figure it out yourself. Yes. Um, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all the ways that he has gifted you, called you, that he has you in. Mm-hmm. And he shall direct your paths. Mm. He he assumes that responsibility yep. and says, I got this. Yep. I'm going to direct it. Uh, may not be in the time, way that you thought, but I yep. will directed what God promises and that has proven true for you I mean here you are in that place today and I'm sure at this point there's still some other dreams that are out there ahead of you you know things that you still are longing for and desire but you're still doing now what you learn trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways you're acknowledging him Mm -hmm. and he will direct your paths absolutely that's not a one time uh, learned process uh, it, it is learned. It's intended to be learned once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then it's right. it's intended to be the pattern. Lived this out. is the, now the pattern you yes. live by. It's yeah. not just a one and done. It's a one and now repeat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I love that. I love how God has worked in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I love that we get to be a part of all this and yeah. get to see God playing it out. And I'm I'm very glad that people now get to hear your story. Yeah, and get to hear a little bit more yeah. in the deep dive of Caleb's life. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything else either of you want to add today? It's good. Go stuff. check out Shatter Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Probably won't ever see those days again, right? No. No. <laughs> Sadly. Just a flat no on that. Yeah. No. All right. Well, good. Well, um, man, I hope you've enjoyed it today. As yeah. much as we have, uh, come join us at Vertical Church Old Villa. See um, see what God's doing here. Um, see Caleb lead in worship. Yep. And be part of what we do. We lift him up and live him out. So thanks, Caleb. Thank you.